Welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com where the orchard of wisdom is just ready for picking. We celebrate your why, the journey that you've taken that inspires someone else. We support your services. We support your story. Come and be our guest. Become a host. Be an author with us. Come see what we've got. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome to Positive Living Vibrations with Sarah. And today we are going to dance with sacred geometry, painting, and crystals. Quite fascinating. And we have a wonderful lady called Barbara Evans that is on the show today. And she's going to be sharing her spiritual journey of awakening and involving transformational um beautiful cards and we're going to get into that because she sent them to me and they are wonderful I've been playing with them and we are going to do things with them today Um, but Barbara Evans started her life off as a high school teacher and she went from high school teacher to a healer an artist an author and was prompted by a major event in her life the death of her father triggered a passion in finding a new way of living and being at one with the world and this did not include the pain and the fear of life. Step by step, the transformations took place and Barbara studied many alternative healing methods such as Reiki, Crystal Renaissance Therapist, Shih Tzu Practitioner. Then six years later, Barbara danced with sacred geometry. And we're going to learn all about that today. Painting and crystals are a part of that sacred geometry and her journey then began. It was a journey of awakening, a deepened love for the planet Earth in making it become stronger and far more conscious. In 2003, she underwent a quantum leap that vaulted her into a brave, new and yet unexplored world of transformational healing art. And as her developing gifts came together in the creation of her first image key painting, uh, Healing the Waters of the Earth, Since then, she has produced 26 image key paintings and they provided the foundation of a new healing approach called the Eden Method, the art of raising frequency. Now, for her full bio, you can go to the PLV um, page and you'll find all about it there. But I really want to get right into the topic because... I use cards a lot. I am an open empath and I am a gypsy reader. So I don't do tarot. I use all sorts of different cards. And I like cards like Barbara's as a conclusion to a reading that I do because it helps sum up um, everything that we have just discovered, the journey that we've taken in uh, where people need to go in life. But for daily affirmations, this is something that is absolutely wonderful uh, to use because it just helps you kind of pinpoint your day and Put yourself on the right direction. And for the show, I just cut the card freedom. So maybe we're going to be bringing you a little freedom today by helping you find an avenue that will help you move forward in your own life. So without any further ado, let's bring on Barbara Evans and discover a little more about this sacred geometry. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. I'm delighted to be with you. I'm delighted to have you here. Um, You really have hit on the subject that I love because I love things that come from an intuitive uh, measure. You know, you're guided by -hmm. the spirits into doing this. And I know this was your journey that you were guided to doing these particular um, artistic drawings and discover their meaning. So how did that begin? What (laughs) lightning bolt hit you? (laughs) Yes. Well, um, I mean, as, as you said, 
in the introduction, I had, as, as I decided that I really needed to find a new way of, of living and being within the world, um, I knew that that wasn't just for me personally, that was to share with other people. And my exploration into energy healing um, opened up a whole new world. Um, it was incredibly exciting for me to find out, you know, all of these possibilities that to that point in my life I'd been totally unaware of. Um, and then, so that was all triggered by, by the passing of my father. And then my mother left this world very, very suddenly, and um, it was a very different experience for me, but again, it was, it was a very traumatic experience. Um, this time I knew spiritually that she was totally fine, but it was very clear to me that I wasn't fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was about nine months and that later. That seems to be a very significant length of time. Um, but nine months later, I just knew I needed a reading. Um, and that wasn't something that I did um, at that phase of my life. Um, and I flew from the U.S. back to England to have a reading with a lady that my sister knew. And um, she suggested within the reading that I try drawing faces. Hmm. And I was, it was like it came from nowhere as far as I was concerned. And um, the, the concept of me drawing faces was, um, you know, just in a, in a sense that really didn't connect, but the drawing did. And so as I flew back, I was thinking about a book that I had just discovered on sacred geometry. Um, it was by Drumvalo Melchizedek about the ancient secrets of the flower of life. And that had mesmerized me. So I knew that if I was going to draw, I wanted to draw sacred geometry. But it also seemed too complex for me in that moment and so the very first thing that I drew was a labyrinth um, which I'd also found within the pages of that same book and that I would paint the background like a rainbow for the chakra colors and as I did the painting because of all of the energy work that I'd done to that point I could feel the universal energies flowing through me and into the painting and had a knowing that they were the paintings I would do would be not only to help myself um, with my journey of life, but also to help many, many other people with their journeys as well. And so that was the very beginning. And then in that, that happened in 1999. And then in 2003, when I say the first image key was created, um, that was when the faces appeared. And as I was painting that image, with the intention of it contributing to the healing of the waters of the planet. And I'd called in all of the guides that were working with our, with helping to heal our planet. And would they guide me? Would they work through me? Would they assist the creation of this painting? And if they cared to, would they show themselves in the artwork? And to my utter amazement, uh, I suddenly saw a face in the paint. Um, and so, in a sense, I have come around to creating the faces as well. Although I feel as if I don't create them, I feel as if they just appear. Mm-hmm. Were you an artist before all of this started? No, not at all. I, I mean, I, I taught biology 
Um, <laughs> slightly different. <laughs> it's slightly different. Uh, and yet I see the connection. Mm-hmm. I feel as if the dark, this artwork is working with the DNA. And, you know, that's a big part of, of, of biology. Yeah. Um, but I had never studied art. I'd done very little art in school. Um, certainly hadn't had an art class since the age of 13. Um, so, yeah, it was um, a complete surprise. So was it um, a kind of a feeling that, you know, when the, uh, the brush, the pen or whatever, uh, you know, you used to do this, did it just you know, take you on that journey? Was it, you know, like a lot of people are, are conduits to whatever, you know, the the powers that be, uh, mm-hmm. they give them gifts to use uh, either in healing or, you know, in seeing. Um, was it a, a conduit type of thing in your art? I think so very much. And yet they, they um, I feel as if I'm part of a team mm-hmm. and that I, it, it's not as if I open myself and it just flows through um it's i open myself and i need to work (laughs) yes um so that i get um knowings and instructions on what the next um piece of art is going to be and that happens over a period of time and it's most important for me to to make notes you know when i get a sudden piece of the puzzle as it were mm-hmm. I need to write it down and then it comes to the point where I know um, that it, that I'm ready to start creating this painting um, and so then I, I have this almost like a recipe of collected pieces that I then translate into the form that it takes on the canvas now, how do you understand the meanings of them? Is that something that is given to you? There is a, a, a wonderful artist called Brian Froud, and he does um, fairies, the most incredible art, I mean, beautiful. And it, for him, is that he allowed the fairies to come to him uh, explaining what they look like and who they are. And so he went from their description as to who they are rather than from imagination. Um, right. Is you know, Is this something that... As you're doing the art, you understand what it represents or the meaning that comes across? There's certainly um, a very huge piece of it. It's exactly like that. Um, and I will find that as I'm working, I suddenly have maybe a mantra in my mind, which I find, you know, I suddenly realize that I'm repeating a mantra. Um, and that is very important um, for that particular piece. And so I get lots of information while I'm actually working. Um, and again, it's vital for me to, to write it down immediately because it tends to, to slip away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I guess because I'm not in that, quite in that sort of totally 3D physical place, um, that if I don't make notes as soon as the mantra comes into my mind or as soon as I realize that, that I am repeating the mantra, um, then five minutes later, all I will remember is it was incredibly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those pieces come through while I'm painting, but also over the time. So I've been doing these image cues for 10 years now. And over that 10-year period, into, in addition to getting information about each individual one as it's being painted, my understanding of, of the whole concept has grown and evolved and become more refined mm-hmm. as that time has proceeded. And I feel as if, you know, for however long I live in this world, 
there's going to be more to this than I am able to understand. I mean, oh, just... I mean this is why everybody's getting different gifts. We're there to understand and uh, help translate the gift that's been given to us, but we're not meant mm-hmm. to have the whole picture. You know, right. that's when everybody whose gifts we have come together and unite and, you know, put the, all the pieces together, then the puzzle is understood. But, you know, there is no one person with all of the answers. And if they say they have it, they lie. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, we're yeah, not designed that, that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's the beauty of... Um, I think when people start taking that journey of discovery, you know, when they've made the choice to, as you say, let the pain and the fear go and look to what it is in their life that gives them that tangible meaning, you know, meaning and purpose and conviction and passion. And we have to explore all sorts of different avenues. Um, You know, I, I was born a spiritual person, so I've always been this way. But for about a period of about eight years, I lost it. Um, it was just like a little pilot light flickering on in there and it was just a very dark period of my life and for me it was as I was coming out into the light I grasped at everything I possibly could uh, to see what would resonate with me and runes became something that really resonated I don't know if you're familiar with them but the Celtic runes of the stones um, Mm -hmm. that you throw and for me they some people find them kind of dark and and gloomy. I don't because I, I like to read things from the positive side rather than right. the negative. Yeah. And, you know, for me, they really opened up my world, as did color. And color is essential to me. You know, I know if I'm going into a dark mood because I start wearing dark, colorless colors and I realize I need to inject color into my world. Looking at your cards um, and the book that yeah, that I have here with the vibrant colors, Um you know, color is so healing and yeah. it is so um, not just healing physically, but emotionally and spiritually. And, you know, the colors that you've chosen here, you know, again, was were they your choice? Um, you know, did they just did you happen to have the, the paint and right there? <laughs> and, and not the color, because how do you, like, you know, how do yes you find this? Because you've got to go and buy them first, you know, <laughs> is well, it well, a sense actually, of mixing? It, that very, very first painting that I did, because um, I'd flown back from the from the UK to the US, and uh, I knew that my son had been g- gifted a paint box for his 10th birthday, and he was now several years older, <laughs> and he had never, ever, ever used this paint box. So I sort of went home and said, you know, could I borrow your paint? <laughs> um, and so those were the first ones that I used. Um, but it's it's very interesting as to how the color comes into these paintings because the color in every case represents crystals. Mm. And so I am guided as to which crystal energy needs to go into which piece of the design. And then the colors um, represent the crystals. Ah, and of course crystals so, we all know is incredibly healing. And mm-hmm. carries a great deal of energy. So you're just transferring that into mm-hmm. art. Yes. And so uh, taking the, the card that you picked at the beginning, the, the, which has the key word of freedom. Which I've done it, twice now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful card. And it I love is. it when it comes out for radio shows. Um, <laughs> so the actual name of that painting is Creating the New Dream. And 
the background color are like these rays of emerald green mm -hmm. coming out. Uh, there are actually four different crystals that went into the creation of that background. And when I say the crystals went into it, it's the energy of yeah. the crystals that goes in. And so there was like an underlayer that was alternating panels of aquamarine and ahawite. Um, and then on the top of that is an alternate, alternating panels of emerald and malachite. Um, and lots of people can see the sort of malachite-type texture in every alternate panel. Yes, and one of my favorite stones, by the way, malachite. Yeah. It's got such beautiful movement in it, so many mm -hmm. different shades and levels. And so just that green background has these four different, four different mm. crystal energies combining and interweaving. And also, I mean, it very much is the color of Archangel Raphael. The mm. way I, I feel, and that he was guiding the creation of, of that piece, and so he was contributing energy to that as well. Um, so that's how the colors appear, and they're beautiful. I mean, for anybody, you know, please get these cards because the colors are so deep and vibrant. And um, as I see, you know, malachite is is um, a lot found in South Africa where I lived, and. It's got such a beautiful movement and depth to it, more than jade, which can be kind of rather flat. And mm -hmm. it's it's got so many you know levels within it, um, which is wonderful. A, and you can see this on the card; it really does you know stand out. I'm a person that sees faces in everything. You know, there's a crack on the floor, or there's a peculiar right. thing. I'll see a face. I'm seeing a face in the middle of this card. Am I? Am I just seeing things? Um. In the middle of the card? Yes. I have not been aware of a face in the middle of the card. Okay, I'm distinctly seeing a face, and it's rather like a smiley face. I've got red lips, I've got blue eyes, and I've got a little nose. And you know, that's, that's the thing with me. I see faces in everything. Mm -hmm. And right in the center of this card, I am very, very distinctively seeing a, a happy face. That's beautiful. So are you, is that, yeah... I can. I think I can see that if I if I tilt the image just slightly sideways. Yes, it is slightly that. sideways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> smiling back at me. <laughs> so is that telling me freedom is on the way? <laughs> so I I also see um, a sort of uh, image that that always makes me think of Saint Germain in this painting in this image as well. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the at the at the top, um, there is this golden yeah. light. In the, in the very center at the top. And then on either side of that, there's a panel of deep violet. And on the one that's on the right-hand side, as you're looking at it, there um, is, is sort of white within the violet. And to me, that's like the outline of St. Germain. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. And of course, violet is, is such a you know wonderful color when it comes to, um, you know, meant to be the most of divinity isn't it mm -hmm. and uh, you know that's what's so beautiful about that yeah I love that so I picked the card freedom and so let us just kind of read to people what it actually means and so they have a better understanding of what I've picked here mm -hmm. is that I hold vibrations of wholeness and perfect balance my purpose is to activate to higher levels your heart mind and every cell I invite you to connect with your dreams and make them real now. I mean, a reason I love these type of cards 
and uh, you know especially with these kind of colors where it draws you in you know um, immediately you're drawn into the color and so that kind of healing process is already going in there is that what do I need to know today and mm -hmm. you can cut a card and you know today twice just you know playing the cards here while I'm um, doing this interview I've picked out the f freedom twice now right. and love which is nice to know freedom of love mm -hmm. which is always the key to everything isn't it Absolutely. they are such a wonderful way of kind of giving you a sense of centering for a day isn't it mm -hmm. kind of putting you on the right track if you start your day off with you know cutting three cards is what I generally do right. and you know giving you where your focus needs to be today I mean because I see you can use them as a whole reading but just even that starting that day off what is it I need to do need today what kind of a mindset do I need to be in and it just uh, gives you a wonderful way to approach your day. Yeah, I think that it, it's a beautiful way to use them like that. And, and that is something that I always advise people to do. And then the other thing is that if you, you start your day like that, but then an unexpected challenge comes in, mm. then I will go to the cards again and pick another single card. Uh -huh. And I'll say, what do I need to know now? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the card will come out. And it invariably helps to shift my perception of what it is that's happening and what's going on. So that even though whatever it is is still there, the way in which I'm looking at it can be a little bit more from that place of light, from the, yeah. from, from the place of love. And, and as that perception shifts, even maybe just the tiniest little bit it eases the whole process so before um, you get stressed out over something and right. kind of make that mountain out of that molehill draw a card and just you know find that strength and whatever that card is giving you to kind of approach it you know because we have a choice in how we're going to react to something and yeah. the cards can give you an, a reaction that is more beneficial to the situation rather than you know becoming stressed about it absolutely yeah so but they are a beautiful way to start the day so i mean from school teacher to this i mean you're still teaching you know, I know. Um, and uh, so you're just teaching people i mean i think one of the hardest things to teach people is um the art of self-love um uh -huh. you know the art of living in love and also um you know finding purpose um in or you know for unity and community um, and I can imagine, you know, a lot that these cards would certainly be a wonderful guiding gift to that journey for people. Um, yeah. But how? T tell us how you can do a whole reading on this. I see that there is, you know, a card here that shows you how you can lay it out. But maybe you can just give us a little bit more understanding that if somebody needed to do, give themselves a whole reading, you know, where they are right now, what that map has wrapped out for them, what would you suggest? Well, the the um, the instructions that that come with the card, which which is is what you have seen with the card deck, which is what you've seen, um, really is a is a beautiful answer to that. And I think that it has something that is 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 fairly unique. So each of these images has a tremendous energy within it, and that energy is present within the cards in the card deck. And so when you want to do a full reading, this, this in a sense, is more than a reading. It's more like um, an activation or healing session mm. for yourself. And so you would pose the question, what is it that you want to gain 
insight on? What is it that you want assistance with? What, however you wish frame that intention for the process that you're about to enter. And then to pick 12 cards. Now you can do it with six, but when I was writing for the card deck, I actually suggested 12. Now when I tend to do this out on the road with people, as I'm traveling, I'll do it with six cards. So maybe we should just discuss the six. So you would mm-hmm. pick the six cards and then keep them in order. And as you look at that six ca- those six cards and the words on those six cards, it gives you a story. It is giving you the story in response to your intention, your question, your purpose for the reading. But then, instead of just holding the cards in your hand or having them on the table in front of you, you place them in a circle around your chair. Or maybe you're going to be sitting or lying on the floor. But you create a circle around you. And then you pick a a seventh card, which you're going to keep in your hand. Now, the six cards that are on the floor in a circle are really creating almost like an energetic cocoon that is in specific response to your intention and question. And so you're encompassed in that energy, and it's helping you to um, awaken more of your inner self, your inner essence, so that you can move through or into the next steps of your journey. And the card that you've chosen to hold in your hand is, to me, the most important. That's, that's the main key piece of the process. And you can then um, really focus in detail on each of the six cards around you and also the one that you hold in your hand. Because within the deck, each of the images has two cards. One has a large image with just the keyword, and the other has a smaller image and the words like the ones that you were reading out. Um, and so you can you can find the partner cards. You can spend, you know, if you wish, meditation time with each of them. You can sit in that space and journal. What inspirations are coming to you as you write down the names of the cards? What are you feeling? What are you receiving yourself as a knowing, as an inspiration? Um, What messages are you receiving? And then you're in this cocoon, so you can rest there. You can meditate there. You can even take a nap within this energy that is helping you with the next steps of your journey. Um, And it is incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, While we were talking, I do, I'm sorry, I'm not, can't lay down and <laughs> do the show. <laughs> but I was looking at, you know, um, just drawing out the six cards. Right. And it's funny because I did so the other day. And um, um, it was uh, interesting because I've, I've repeated a few card, cards here mm-hmm. that I drew out the other day. And uh, some of them have like a full explanation on, you know, like the words that I read with freedom. And some of them are just, you know, the the picture with right. like grace. Um, is there a reason for that? Oh, absolutely. Um, and it was interesting because as the card deck was, was, was being brought into creation, um, I knew this was to be, be so right from the very beginning, but I didn't really quite get why. And then just before we went to press, it was an aha moment. And the image that is, is mainly the picture is really 
representing the divine feminine form of that energy and is nurturing the feminine side of your being and your heart. And the card that has the words on it is really representing the divine masculine aspect and is nurturing more of your mind. And so you can actually hold these cards in your left hand and your right hand. So you would hold the picture in your left hand, the bigger picture in your left hand, the words in your right hand. And as you hold them like that, imagine breathing the energy in through the palms of your hands, up your arms, into your heart, and then sending it through the whole of your being. And as you do that, it's helping to bring into balance your left and your right, your heart and your mind. And um, so that is a really um, important balancing aspect because I see that we need these feminine and masculine sides of ourselves to mm -hmm. be in alignment and balance. I see the feminine as our intuitive, creative, nurturing side, and the masculine as the more logical, the more active, and the ability to put those dreams into action. And so for us to be to be our full potential, we need to have both of these sides of ourselves working beautifully together. And yeah, I mean, I can so see that. I mean, life is about balance, isn't it? You know, um, it's always kind of keep that happy medium that um, the one complementing the other. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're meant to have the yang, we're meant to have the ying, you know, both female and male of us are meant to have that and use that. I think that's where the imbalance comes in is that we always seem to favor one or um, feed one over mm -hmm. the other instead of finding that balance that mm -hmm. can give us that peaceful equilibrium that we look for. Because half the time we create our own problems, don't we? <laughs> yeah. And I think we've been taught well to do that. <laughs> yes, yes. We have to unteach ourselves, which, you know, yeah. is, and it's funny, though, because if you look at it, um, you know, um, I would say, although I do have a lot of young people on my shows, um, you know, that I interview and also that are hosts, I would say predominantly, you know, the people that are here are people that are over 40 that have yeah. made the journey in life. You know, they've um, they've fallen, they've got back up, they've lost, you know, they've learned and um, they're willing to invest in themselves and, you know, embrace their own authenticity or even seek it and look for that balance in life. And it is from this age group now that we are getting these wonderful affirmations and informations um, that is going to help the young. So if the young embrace it now, they don't have to go through the same journey. They'll go through their own. Everybody has a journey, but they won't probably have to be as hard as us. Um, again, it comes down to choice, uh, because if they learn to balance themselves now, they're just not going to be kind of falling down as much as we did. But isn't it incredible for all that we have been through? And nobody reaches 40 or 50 without going through a lot of strife. How such artistry can come out of this age that is totally radically difficult, uh, different from the journey they started. Yes, it's amazing. Absolutely. And it's amazing how many people are finding that to be true. Mm -hmm. Tremendous numbers, numbers of people. Um, yeah, it's very inspiring. But also, you know, the, the, the idea that if, if we can somehow help the younger people to build their inner strength at this mm -hmm. 
particular time, then um, they will obviously have their own journey to do, but they may not have to make, um, well, I, I say mistakes, but um, in a have sense... so many pitfalls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe they will be able to help this world evolve to um, a higher place. I'm looking at your, your card, Joy, um, and, and truly, I mean, you know, it represents joy completely here. I mean, the colors mm-hmm. are just so vibrant. And it's, um, I, I just don't know how you actually managed to do this art. It is, I mean, never mind the colors that dance with each other, but also it's, it looks very, very complex because you seem to be so kind of perfectly you know, balanced with your art on both sides. And uh, how do you do this? You know, and, and when you look at grace, it's complicated. It's very, very complicated. You know, how how does it this is. come about? <laughs> and, and I sometimes I sit at the table with my, my list of instructions and sort of say, how am I going to do this? Mm. Um, and then I start and it, it, it just, it happens. I feel very much like I'm a builder mm. when, when I'm working on a, on a piece. Um, and that that I am building the geometry, which I'm sure has some uh, deep significance. Um, Were you good I, at geometry in school? Um, not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, because when you do look at something like this, you know, such artistry like this, you know, I've known architects, and you know the the detail. You know, especially the mm-hmm. olden days before, you know, we had computers that did it where they had to build models and do everything by hand and the intricate details that would have to be put together and, you know, the balance and such artistry of it. And, uh, you know, I look at this and it's, you know, you're not just, you know, freehanding paintbrushing here. This is so very intricate and so many layers to it. I mean, you can look at you look at even at the word, you know, joy here in the painting and you've got so many, it feels like paintings within a painting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, the more you look into it, the further you go back and see more layers into it. And, you know, do you actually kind of paint it in layers? Um, there is certainly an, an intention that it, that it is layered, yes. Um, and layered in an energetic sense mm. as well as as in a, a visual sense, so that as you the more time you do spend with them, the more um, they are able to open up to you. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you're looking at your crystal visions here. Uh, you're getting exquisite colours, uh, you know, beautiful colours, and it almost feels like it's going to kind of explode and envelop you. As you look at it, you know, it's going to open up and just wrap itself around you. And that's the word clarity, which is so beautiful. Um, Interestingly enough, a little while ago, I um, interviewed somebody who does um, light life. Her husband um, uh, invented what was kind of using Tesla's, Nicole Tesla's uh, technology. And it's coils and uh, wrapped in a certain particular type of way and then gold-plated, and they have wonderful healing energy and healing vibration. And when I look at some of your, your paintings here, it kind of reminds me of that apparatus, because he, in just in the coil rinding, has kind of formed the same kind of picture, if you're looking mm. at it head-on. So it's quite interesting. When we're looking at energy, 
we always kind of see repetitive patterns, don't we? Yes, I think so, definitely. So it doesn't matter whether it's colour or whether it's crystals or anything else, there always seems to be a flow, a frequency, a wavelength that is constantly repeated. And that is the continuum of life, which is so beautiful, you know, keeping things moving, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I certainly think of this because um, the artwork is sacred geometry. It, it is linked to, I mean, it is geometry. Mm-hmm. And I think of sacred geometry as being the language of the universe. Yeah. Um, and so it speaks to us on levels beyond our conscious mind. Mm-hmm. Um and, and it's what we all know in our essence. We all understand this language of sacred geometry. It's just that our conscious mind, in many cases, has, has forgotten its meaning. Do you think that that is changing now? Do you think that people are awakening? You know, um, I think if you had this type of uh, thing, these cards out 20, 30 years ago, um, you know, not many people would have paid much attention to them. You would have just had a real chosen few. But do you think that as people are raising their consciousness and, you know, out there openly seeking, that they are actually becoming not only more embracing of it, but more understanding of it? It makes more sense to them now? Yes, I do. I do definitely agree with that. And um, as the, the card's intention is to help people raise their consciousness, it, it sort of um, goes along beautifully with that. Um, but yes, people are becoming more and more open, more and more understanding. Um, they're getting it. Yeah, they're, they're getting it. More and more people are getting it. And, you know, I, I might be at an expo and people will come to the booth and you just see their eyes light up, mm-hmm. which is um, beautiful. Yes. Incredible. I mean, it's really lovely to see someone's light bulb come on, isn't it? You know, um, when you see those moments in their lives where suddenly they kind of get it um, or, you know, or it resonates with them and you can see that life coming to, um, you know, coming up there where it's because ultimately we are responsible for our own choices in life and we may have a blueprint that's been presented to us, um, you know, something we're here to achieve, a purpose that we have to live up to. Um, maybe even a destination we need to reach, but how we walk that journey in life and in what uh, point of frame or perspective that we see life in is up to us. And the more and more we can open up the mind, the more and more we can open up the soul and the spirit, um, I think the easier our journeys are going to be because the clarity is there. The understanding of what we're here for comes into play and we let an awful lot of stuff just go that we understand isn't serving us. So tools like this is a wonderful thing to help people kind of understand what was life expectation. Uh, you know, life has dictated you should do this and you should do that as to pose what the divine wants you to do and what will serve you. So cards like this is a wonderful avenue of being helping you to follow that true voice, that inner voice without those outside voices constantly yelling at you. And it's so much more fun to mm-hmm. be in alignment with with this higher purpose that we came in with, um, and and that 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 joy and the playfulness. I feel as if you know that that is why we came really to connect with that joy that is our essence, and to do it in a playful way. And 
the more open we are, the more we are able to raise our consciousness, the more that is able to come into being within our daily experience. And it's so much more fun. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I know, you know, I, I so much prefer to be, you know, in a really happy place than um, feeling miserable and depressed and angry. And, you know, I don't like it when I feel like that. So, um, well, when, when we talk about colourful people, we're not talking about down and depressed and miserable people. We're talking about people that, you know, are really living life. And they, we might call them ex, uh, eccentrics or, you know, they're very colourful. But they really are truly grabbing life and living it to its fullest. And I think we should all be a little bit more colourful. Mm-hmm. Um, because we might be more fun. I think we've all taken life far too seriously. And I think we've forgotten the art of laughter and of joy and of just simply, you know, letting our sillies out, you know, and... And being colourful, you know, and uh, we should let that back out in our world and celebrate that a lot more. I think so too, and I think I think about it as, you know, connecting with that beautiful child that that we all have inside of us. Yeah, and allowing that child some freedom to express itself and and have fun. And to- talking about that, you have come up with a, a colouring through joy, a, a children's storybook. So let us hit a little bit about that, because that is something actually I'd like you to kind of bring to PLV Radio at the weekends, where you can actually uh, direct this at the children more, you know, directionally. But please tell us more about this. Well, I have, um, people had been beginning to say to me, um, had I thought about um, creating something for children? And, you know, the answer was usually, well, I've kind of thought about it, but you know, I have this huge to-do list and that's not at the top yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the tragedy occurred um, in Connecticut, mm-hmm. um, I was actually on a radio show two days later and the host opened the show with, Barbara, what can your work do for the children of our country? Mm-hmm. And um, that hit me as a major message um i mean it incredibly hit me like okay i have to do this and i have to do it now and so um then i a few days after that i had a dream about which of the images that i had created to that point were particularly useful for helping children and so that in a sense created the framework and um I also, at that point, pulled my daughter in, who is now an elementary school teacher. Um, She's teaching fifth grade this year, and she had done her master's in both elementary and special education. And so I felt that she would be able to bring in a lot of the, as she describes it, very grounded um, what, how can children access this work mm-hmm. aspect to the book and I was focusing on the artwork and the creation of the energetic framework that would help them in an enjoyable way while they're having fun to really connect with their inner essence and the concept of it helping them to create inner strength and inner confidence and to protect the gifts that they have brought into this lifetime 
um, I feel that many of the children being born have brought in very special gifts. They have lots of very wonderful work to do in the world, but that the world is still a very harsh place. Mm -hmm. And coloring for joy is to help them keep contact with what they've brought into the world and their inner essence. And um, to really help them keep that strength. And I and what I've coming to understand is if if children have been challenged and have faced traumas in their already young lives and or are facing anxiety, that this will help to bring the pieces back together again so that they can reform their connection to their inner essence if for some reason they have um met circumstances that have made that difficult for them. And, you know, uh, I, I teach um, what I call divaism, um, bringing back your diva, which is your dreams, your inspirations, your visions into aspirations. And as children, we're born with it. And, you know, a constant dream will always be inspired by what's around them, always visualizing something magnificent and aspiring to be something great. And then systematically life and its restrictions starts beating that out of people. And very few people still have their diva by the time they graduate school. And so in essence, you really are talking about holding on to that diva, you know, where mm -hmm. people can still through this coloring, through this expression, still, you know, hold on to dreams, be inspired by something, see the vision and aspire to still, you know, make a difference in their own lives and lives of those around them. So it's a beautiful way of keeping that diva alive. Yes, absolutely. I'm also finding that a lot of adults, are picking up the book and going, oh, I want this. I know, I know. I want I, it for me. <laughs> I've looked at the book and I think, this is just magnificent. It's just like I look at your artwork there and I look at the blank space and I go, could I do it justice? Wow. <laughs> and that's the adult in me, you know, like a child will immediately get to it. Right. <laughs> the yeah. adult will look at me and goes, like, but yours is so pretty. What is mine going to be like? <laughs> oh, yeah, you just, you just dive in. And, yeah. um, I, I've been working with these um, templates for coloring with adults for the last four to five years, and um, what have you know workshops where adults will color them, and it has just been a phenomenal process. And I did discover that it was one of the most powerful workshops that I was doing, as people, it, it's an opportunity to interact with that sacred geometry in such an intimate way. Yeah. Um, that it is incredibly powerful for adults um, when, when they do dive in and get involved with this. And the pages where you're left to for your own inspirations, I mean, you just, you just do it. And, um, yeah, we put sentence starters in very much with the children in mind. We wanted this book to address a very wide age range of children. And we were even sort of imagining maybe it would be used in hospital-type situations. Excellent. Uh, I, was, I was just going to say not only hospitals. I mean, you look at kids that have been traumatized. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, it, it's used, art is used, or drawing is used widely in trying to understand, you know, when a child can't speak, you know, they'll draw. And from that, you actually really understand their world. 
and I think this is a wonderful way of bringing them out of a dark world and into a light world of inviting them to embrace that color and as they're doing it it becomes so very healing on them so whether they're sick or whether they're going through you know something going on at home or abuse or anything else or uh, bullying which I do a lot of shows on this right. is a wonderful way to find out where that darkness is and then lead them out into their light through yeah. this beautiful color so I can imagine it is such a healing uh, yeah. process so it can either be used you know by the child alone um, mm -hmm. without any guidance or it can be used very much um, as, as a guided journey that they they go through this this book with somebody by their side um, whether that's a parent or a counselor or um, I'm finding that grandparents are very interested in in the book for themselves and their mm. grandchildren um, and they're seeing themselves you know that they're working on the same page and they have their own book and the grandchild has their book and, and you know the the community and conversation and incredible bonding that that can take place while you're doing something like this together. There's a lot of people that when they become traumatized or, you know, just what I find as, as a spiritual counselor, the worst thing I had to deal with, two things. One is fear, where they're just crippled by fear to make a choice over anything in life. The other one is when you had people that were in apathy. And really, they were just the living dead. You know, that there was nothing switched on. They didn't care about anything. They weren't going to do anything. They were just, you know, gone. And I would imagine you cannot look at this without the colors reaching out and touching you. So mm -hmm. I would imagine that no matter what the age, it's bringing the child out in you, that this would be an absolutely wonderful book for people that have basically switched off from life. Right. And, you know, if, uh, color by color, bringing themselves back to life and no words necessary no preaching necessary just yeah. letting them take that journey into rediscovering life yes i i have i'm actually right now there's an adult version being printed of coloring for joy which is called connecting through the heart mm. and um i have had a beautiful foreword written by a clinical professor of psychology for the adult version and she very much talks about how trauma causes the uh, our sense of self to be shattered and um, maybe I can just read a little piece I, I won't it's, it's quite a long forward but she says in this journal Barbara Evans has created a path to healing she has unified her knowledge of the science of sacred geometry with her deeply intuitive understanding of the mandala as the vehicle for this healing journey, the conveyance for repairing the fractured, fragmented self through an effortless step-by-step -step engagement with each healing image. We can literally reconstruct, reassemble, and reconnect the splintered pieces of ourself. This process of reconnection allows us to become whole again. Wonderful. And I hundred percent believe in that. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it doesn't matter if, uh, who you are or where you are or what is going on in life. When, um, when you reach out to something in some way or other that can help you switch back on or embrace life, embrace your spirit or your heart, it is that journey back. And, you know, whether we are, we think 
we're in tuned or in balance or in peace in life. We really don't know until we do those things that kind of test us. And, mm -hmm. you know, color is something that is, I do wish we had a lot more in our lives uh, because it is, it isn't just pretty. You know, the psychological effect of, of the color and especially the way that you've done it in your cards and in your paintings, the layers of it, you know, the way that it brings you into a journey um, helps you understand yourself as you're going through this journey and the awakenings that can come from it is, I think, one of the very first steps anybody can take that's trying to waken up. You know, maybe before they see a coach or a counselor or an intuitive, these cards can be just a wonderful way, or and the coloring book, to mm -hmm. kind of take those first steps in their own journey. And then once they start to bloom themselves, then be able to reach out to other people to guide them forward. So I think this is, if you've got somebody that's going through depression or at a crossroads in life or just doesn't know where they're going or what they're doing, I think gifting these cards and the coloring book, or even the one for kids, I don't care, you know, yeah. go for it. Um, because I think this is a wonderful gift of, of having people take that first step in kind of coming out of themselves. Yes, absolutely. Um a very beautiful way of doing it. Yeah, a good gift to give to people. Christmas is coming up, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so more on that, how do people get hold of these cards and the coloring book from you? And what else do you offer people? Aha. Uh -huh. Well, um, I have a website, um, the uh, www.theedenmethod.com. Um that's www.theedenmethod.com. And um, there is lots of shopping to do. There's lots of other um, things also. You, you can see the images in the gallery, um, lots of information. So there's lots of exploration, but there is a shopping cart. We sell all of these images. Uh, the image keys are available in different sizes. Um, the smallest of the sizes are, is on a uh, 10 by 8 board. They're very mobile. They uh, A lot of healers use them in their healing rooms um, to complement the work that they do. Um, and so there's the, and the larger ones are beautiful for your living space, your workspace, and they radiate energy, which actually helps to raise the frequency of the, the room in which you're, you're in. And so every time you walk into that room, this energy is inviting you to um, open to your full potential. Um, and then uh, there's the coloring journal, the, the coloring book that we have mentioned. There's also a coloring journal called Shades of Eden, which has a lot more writing opportunities. There's still the coloring. There's still the inspirational images of my artwork in there and um, messages but there's much more um, regular journaling type space for you to record your own inspirations and whatever is going on in your life at the time. I have a, a DVD which has three meditations on it, um, which again involve the artwork where the images evolve before your eyes. It has um, music composed specifically for the images, and I'm playing the crystal bowls at the opening and the closing of each of the three meditations. 
So that was a, a collaborative venture um, with a little musician and cinematographer called Dana Walden. Um, it takes you into meditation incredibly quickly. You can, when I watch it, I feel almost I can feel the sort of shift taking place within my brain, uh, and it, it just moves you into that meditative state. So this isn't just art, you know, this is uh, so many levels, you know, it's, it's, uh, mm -hmm. it can uh, guide you forward, it can answer your needed questions, it can be healing, um, it can be enlightening, it can be inviting, and it certainly can be a wonderful gift of love. So um, certainly folks do please check it out and remember you've got her page and information up on plvradio.com if you miss the show it will be on SoundCloud the following week thank you so much folks for um, Barbara for being on this is you know really enlightening I love the cards I love the message let's see what the final message is for today and awareness and that is something uh -huh. uh, very apropos uh, we all need to be aware um, by being aware and paying attention to the signs in life and the gifts that are given us to guide us forward, we are able to make that journey um, in balance, right? Very beautiful. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much, love. This is wonderful. And uh, folks, I really, you know, Christmas is around the corner. This will certainly make a wonderful gift uh, and a gift of loving and of healing. Thank you very much. Thank you. And till the next time. For more wonderful shows like this, please go to selfdiscoveryradio.com, podcast and see our lineup. And if you wish to support us, we have a funded button. Please stay tuned for our next show.